Newsbreak podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to the program today. Newsbreak talk. I'm Tadesh Hari Prashad keeping you company today with another informative discussion. Today we talk on whatever you'd like to talk about. We are having open lines today so you get to set the agenda, but of course I will be intercepting with a couple of interviews and a lot of information that I feel is important for us to be discussing and talking about today. So yes, go ahead and you can voice note me, WhatsApp me your thoughts as we set the agenda and get the conversation rolling as to whatever you'd like to put forward on the list. And I think the big one for the day is that President Cyril Ramaphosa has described as an error of judgment the decision by Defence Minister Nosiviwe Mapisa Ngakula to transport an ANC delegation to Zimbabwe on a government SANDF plane earlier this month. The president uh, has reprimanded the minister and ordered that for a period of three months starting from November, Mapisa Ngakula's salary should be paid into the Solidarity Fund. He also directed her to make sure that the ANC reimburses the state for the costs of the flight to Harare and to report to him once that has been done. So that's the big news. It's been a major topic and discussion uh, going uh, doing the rounds as to the um, use of that SANDF uh, vessel to or rather the aircraft to transport ANC members to Zimbabwe. But let's get more details now. We're happy to be joined on, on the line by our political reporter, Abongile Dumako. Good afternoon to you, Abongile. Good afternoon, Sasha. So we understand that President Cyril Ramaphosa, you know, he's he's basically cracked the whip. Um, and before we do any uh, sort of reaction to that, I want to find out from you, what led to him making this decision? Basically, as we all know, that uh, Minister of Defence, not Sivion Mapisa Nagula, uh, as she had said, gave a list to ANC top delegation led by Secretary General Isma Hasule on route to Zimbabwe Harare, where they were to meet with their counterparts from the ZANU-PF governing party in that country. But the unfortunate part is that uh, they were using state uh, resources in the form of the Air Force plane, Air Force plane uh, that was actually transporting Minister Nagula. Uh, for an official visit in that country. Something that has caused, of course, an uproar uh, throughout the country, a political landscape and civil society. Then, uh, subsequently, uh, President Cyril Ramaphosa requested Minister Notsivir Mapisa Ngagula to, to write him a report as to what were the circumstances that led to the so-called giving a lift to the ANC officials. Uh, there was an initial report and then there was a substantial report that was uh, uh, given to the president and then was acting upon the basis of what was contained in that report, which we are yet to be, uh, you know, uh, perished with, if you like, because it's been kept quite a secret by the office of the president. And this uh, is exactly the, the question I was going to ask you, Abongile. What is known about this report? Because at this point, uh, it's not in the public domain. And there's no chance that it will be in the public domain uh, from what we are gathering. Those have been trying to reach out to the office of the president to actually let us know what was these two reports containing, but uh, to no avail. We understand, though, that uh, the president has had, to, has had to act in this regard uh, because there is no running away from it, if you look at it uh, in the sense that there, has, there happens to be that uh, uh, line that is now fast becoming blurred between uh, uh, the party issues and that, that of the state, something that uh, many have been warning against, including the political analyst, Professor Samadot Tafigeni, saying there has to be a distinction between the party and state uh, visits in, 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 in wherever they intend to go because this will lead to quite a lot of transgression of the government's policies. Okay, help us understand then a bit more on that, Abongile. So you have the President of the Republic now issuing this sort of, uh, let's say, punishment on a minister, cabinet minister, a representative of government, 
on an ANC issue. Um, help me understand the prerogative of the president to do that. We also understand that, you know, the president of the republic serves as the president of the ANC as well. So actually then, in what capacity has he meted out this, this decision? This, uh, this is state-related. Uh, this is, uh, this uh, effort plan that was used was actually authorized by the president himself as the commander-in-chief of the SANDS to say, go and meet with your counterpart in Zimbabwe on issues of, uh, of the effort and the relations between the two countries. Mapisa Ngagula, as a subordinate to the president, as a minister in the cabinet, agreed that she goes. But the question is now, uh, the coincidence of the date which uh, the Nostrum uh, Mapisa Ngagula goes to Zimbabwe with the ANC delegation, when they're talking issues of state, of course, they, they have to be a distinction. This trip that was approved by the president was for the state visit by uh, Mapisa Ngagula to Harare. Now, uh, the, the ANC had had yet come out in the form of an NEC meeting that they had, which was actually deliberated to us as the media by the ANC president, Cyril Ramaphosa, to say, I have actually delegated the party uh, to go and speak to the PF in Zimbabwe. How and when he didn't sort of uh, divulge, as much as he didn't do with the issue of Mapisa Ngagula, but on the government and, uh, and the state uh, side, he was authorized to do that. On the ANC, the Office of the Secretary General, H. Makashule, was supposed to do all the logistics and processes of that embarking to that trip onto Zimbabwe. The president then would have, of the ANC, Cyril Ramaphosa, would, would, would have then been informed of that uh, decision, uh, which has not really happened. That's why he was shocked. Uh, to actually learn that they used a state uh, effort playing uh, while they were going for party, uh, for party uh, you know, uh, engagement with the NPS. Cracks in the communication systems, then, Abungile, it seems, and this gives credence to a lot of muttering, specifically, you know, uh, heightened during this COVID-19 time of divisions within the ANC, divisions of the way things are run. Um, has any analyst explained to you the kind of, you know, ramification and implication this lack of communication is showing about those divisions within the ANC? Again, uh, Professor Fernando Dossi telling SABC News that, in fact, uh, the president was bound to act in this matter, even though uh, he continues to be strangled for a lack of a better word by, the, by those that are at Lutuli House, which is the head office of the ANC. But he needed to be seen acting against Nagula, and, of course, again, against those ANC leaders, which include Ace Makashule, who is the Secretary General. So, if you get anything, that in this instance, politics are quite at play. Uh, one needed to be seen as, as acting, but we don't know what's going to happen mo- moving on. But Mapisa Ngagula is actually going to, well, if you like, uh, fall for, for, for the rest of those who went. Because if this thing was to be investigated thoroughly, if officials from the SANDF that might have been involved, the pilots, the issuing of certificate and things like those, yet they allowed ANC officials to jump into the same uh, aircraft, I mean plane. So there's a lot of those things. And so the fact that the plane was a big one, uh, as opposed to those uh, small, small you know, uh, chartered flights. So that also comes to the fore. Again, saying that in this instance, there had to be an action from the president of the country in the name of Cyril Ramaphosa. Let's talk about the punishment now. We understand president has ordered that for a period of three months from November, mm-hmm. Mapisa Ngakula's salary should be paid into the Solidarity Fund. Um, to take us to the terms of this punishment. The money that uh, the, the, the salary, the salary, the three-month salary that uh, Mapisa Ngakula will, will lose now will actually be donated to uh, the Solidarity Fund that was established to fight the spread of COVID-19 in the country. 
And of course, uh, President saying that uh, this will be effect from month end of November, meaning that it will be November, December, January, where Mapisangwakala won't be getting paid. Some are saying, hailing uh, uh, President Ramaphosa is somebody who was able to crack the whip. Some are saying it's not good enough. Some are saying that, uh, like Cope, spokesperson Dennis Blum, who spoke to him a little earlier, saying that this actually is just uh, the, uh, the money shouldn't go to the solidarity fund. Instead, it should be uh, transferred to an orphanage or, orphanage or an NGO where they are taking care of the destitute. Because if it goes to the solidarity fund, it will fall into victim of being uh, stolen by the corrupt um, individuals in that fund and in government. And of course, on the other side, uh, the DA saying that this is just a, a, a slap on the wrist on the side of the Minister of Defence, uh, the punishment could have been more harsher. So we can see what's going to happen now because we are yet to speak to the ANC on the matter for their reaction, with, as we've also given an opportunity to other political parties. Hmm. So that's the reaction coming through. Abangile, just a final reaction, and I wonder if you've managed to secure any on this. Uh, President often speaking, and I know his uh, open letter to the ANC a while ago was a topic of great contention about him, uh, you know, um, sending out really strong signals to the ANC and to government that that um, corruption would not be tolerated. Um, how much in line is this latest action with that in terms of sending out the message that the presidency or the president is is uh, particularly concerned about, um, you know, maladministration within the ANC and subsequently government? Well, certainly one cannot help but think maybe this is a start of, well, many instances where we'll see, you know, uh, those who happen to be negligent in government are going to be punished. It's not the first time entirely. We remember uh, communications minister still under Ben Abraham said had, to, said had fallen victim of being punished by the president for having broken lockdown regulations. Now we see Mapisa Ngakola also being punished for having been reckless when it comes to the Air Force plane that was used. So uh, in, on that's on a government front. On the party front, uh, we've seen after that call uh, the likes of uh, Mongani Bongo quitting parliament, uh, saying that they are, they are going to take a step back. We've seen what, was, what is happening in the Eastern Cape with Andy Lelungisa, the Nelson Mandela Bay councillor. Uh, who was actually given bail and then he refused to come out. So these instances we've seen Zandile Kumede right in your province, guys, in KwaZulu-Natal, former Etegwini mayor, sort of facing the music in a way, having to be demoted from being an MPL now because there's these allegations of corruption and things like those. So maybe this is the start of many, you know, strings of action from the side of the president, the federal Ramaphosa. Abangile Dumaka, our political reporter, bringing us the latest. Thank you for your time and we'll keep tabs on this. Thanks. So there you go. The situation as it has unfolded, of course, a lot of political parties coming out and uh, condemning even the action. Democratic Alliance calling it a slap on the wrist. IFP says uh, the president must make to public the two reports that he received about the defense minister and even uh, UDM leader Banto Lumisa rejecting the reprimand. And he's saying that... uh, Mapisa uh, Ngakula should have been fired a long time ago, fired altogether. So this is the situation there. I'll remind you that it was a delegation that had traveled to these uh, to Zimbabwe uh, using an SANDF plane earlier this month. An ANC delegation also went there. But the question and the point of contention becomes um, who fit who you know would fit the bill for the ANC delegation um, that travelled there. So um, this is the point of contention. We'd like to know your thoughts on this. You can go ahead and WhatsApp me. Uh, we'll take all your messages and your voice notes into account. It's something very close to your heart. I know you've been often discussing and, um, you know, 
questioning the level of uh, senior commitment to fighting corruption, uh, to fighting irregularities within the government, within um, the ruling party. Uh, do you think this is enough that the um, defence minister you know, could have been uh, left wanting in her management of this journey and this trip to Zimbabwe and President now asking her for her three months of her salary to be paid to the Solidarity Fund. Do you think it's a step in the right direction or just a slap on the wrist? I'd love to know your thoughts. You can go ahead on WhatsApp and tell me. Um, and in the meantime... Let's just keep you up to date with a lot of other issues and a lot of other uh, bits of information um, we have that's coming um, onto the system today. Action SA leader Herman Mashaba has accused government of not doing enough to change the lives of the poor and vulnerable. He said this after his visit to Atridgeville Extension 19 West of Pretoria, where residents are still awaiting the RDP homes that were promised three years ago. The city of Tswane had promised to build 40 low-cost houses for the poor, from proceeds of the sale of the mayoral mansion for 5.1 million rand. Pumzile Mlangeni reports. The mayoral mansion went under the hammer in 2017 with proceeds from the sale set to house the elderly and disabled. The project, which was set to be completed in April this year, looks far from being finished with only a few occupants having moved in. Mashaba says the structures are unsafe as a result of shoddy workmanship and do not cater for the disabled as promised. I cannot believe uh, 27 years into our democracy we can build this type of quality houses with toilets outside. And uh, this house is targeted at uh, disabled uh, fellow South Africans. And this is money with the way the state house was sold. Um, they're saying that we're going to be building houses for our poor people. If this is what uh, it's actually meant for our poor people. Actually, it feels like uh, our political environment has not changed uh, from the apartheid uh, era. While it seems like the project is ongoing, Mashaba has promised to assist those who will be occupying the 40 houses with their grievances. What we are saying, we are promising, we'll find a solution. What solution at the moment? I was not really aware about this. We are not the administration of the city of Johannesburg. We are going to contest uh, the city and I'm confident we are going to win the city. And we'll find the solution working with them to ensure that we give them dignity. Linkikewele occupied the house last year. A single mother of two says the house did not meet her expectation. To be honest, we are not okay. We thought we would have toilets in the house. Unfortunately, we don't know what happened. We saw outside toilets. Mashaba says Action SA will ensure that rightful owners will occupy these homes. I am Pumzilim Langini in Pretoria. There you go. The important uh, disparity there between the lives of the poor versus the um, government and political officials who are entrusted with changing those lives. Okay, I'm going to go to WhatsApp now. Let's go to this voice note. Hello there. Namaskaram, Taresh. I believe that the minister should have been fired for such an incident. Thank you, Taresh. Denzel Ramia from Riverside. Namaskaram Denzel, thanks for the message. Uh, more messages, Raj, no, uh, Krish from Amshla Tuzana says, Why must a delegation go to Zimbabwe? The president must put things right in his own country. 
Rajan Rajkumar in Cape Town says, when you hold office in the highest rank of our country, there is no place for errors. Where are the deputies and advisers? The minister must be fired if the government is serious about rooting out corruption. Bina from Johannesburg says, well done, Cyril Ramaphosa. You're making us proud. And Ramba Mudli from Phoenix says, the minister should have been fired. Then other ministers will learn that fraud will not be tolerated. So those are the messages that are coming through on the issue today. Um, go ahead and send me more of them. You can uh, definitely give your views a voice today. We look forward to hearing from you and understanding your thoughts on the situation. The worst of the winter chill is over and spring is in the air and SABC3 is bringing you great movies this weekend. On Friday, we have Emily. On Saturday, Boys on the Side. And Sunday, Unfinished Business. That is every evening from Friday to Sunday at 9.30pm only on SMC3. Six years of Wings for Life World Run. It doesn't matter where you are, the entire world is running simultaneously. Since the creation of the Wings for Life Foundation that supports spinal cord injury research, there is now hope. Each and every year, more than 250 newly injured patients face living with this devastating injury. The world's biggest running event. Wings for Life World Run. This Sunday, 27 September at 1.30pm on SABC2. Brought to you by SABC Sports. For the love of the game. It's Newsbreak Talk today and we are talking about uh, well, whatever you'd like to talk about and we have a voice note here from Mr. Ian Govender. Good afternoon, Teresh. COVID-19 has caused untold damage to economies around the world. Businesses have closed and people have lost their jobs. More than a million people have died and people are still dying from COVID-19. People are still not wearing masks. The wearing of masks must be made mandatory. In Tamil Nadu, if you are caught outside your home without a mask, you have to pay a fine of 2,000 rupees. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. I think uh, the issue of masks has been a, a severe one and uh, the concern, I think we even had uh, Professor Terence Komal yesterday t- talking to us about the fact that he sees many people you know, not wearing masks or not wearing masks correctly. So uh, I think uh, South Africa faces this increase in the number of cases despite our decline uh, earlier weeks ago the issue of wearing masks become that more that much more important. Let's go to Mr. Roy Singh. Hi, Garesh. In terms of uh, the issue at, in Zimbabwe, I think Sir Ramaphosa himself should go out there and try and resolve the issue instead of him sending, uh, and I think he's accountable for it, sending his ministers and the others with the military aircraft to go out and try and resolve with nothing has happened as yet, he should fire the whole Bangalore and himself. Roy Singh Sanger. Thanks, Mr. Singh. Appreciate your message today. So I think everybody to, uh, everybody bit heightened here about the kind of action meted out to um, 
Defence Minister Nosivi Mapisa Angakula and everybody wanting stricter sort of action against her. I myself would like to see that report to find out exactly what the findings were. And I think um, maybe that would also add more credence to what you're asking for and trying to raise um, with regard to that. Um, so that those are the thoughts that have been coming through on the topic. So you are welcome to um, keep that on the agenda today as we discuss this issue of irregular um, practices within government. Um, now to a bit of a local issue. Um, the Chiliza family from Umlazi in Durban is calling on the community to make sure that their pet dogs are vaccinated against rabies. The family is mourning the death of its two-year-old child who was bitten by a rabid dog last month. Kalisake Mbense reports. From Chiliza's grandmother of the late Luan Denzugi, who passed away last month at the tender age of two. Chiliza says... She is devastated. She explained that by the time the family took the child to the doctor, her condition had worsened. I was inside the house when my sister told me that my grandchild had been bitten by the dog. We did not think that we had to go to the clinic soon after that. A baby was crying like a puppy and that was scary. Later, the doctor told us that the baby had symptoms of rabies and he later died at the hospital and their parents went to fetch him. She says government officials visited her community to vaccinate dogs in the area two years ago and claims that they never came back. These dogs were vaccinated two years ago and they did not come back after that. Relative, Lundi was also bitten by the same rabid dog but survived the ordeal. She's calling on pet owners to take responsibility for making sure that their animals are vaccinated. I want to advise dog owners to make sure that they vaccinate their dogs. There are parents who now have lost family members due to rabies. Chief Director of Veterinary Services in the Provincial Department of Professional Development, Dr. Tembele Kakane says, the department plans to launch a campaign in Umlazi next week. He claims that their previous campaigns were interrupted by the hijacking of department vehicles. You can prevent the rabies. So nobody has to die from rabies. People take responsibility for their pets and make sure that they are vaccinated. That's number one. We're not starting the campaign in Tumulazin at the moment. It's an ongoing campaign in Tumulazin because I think we've lost about three lives of rabies here. So there is a problem and we've been running a campaign in Tumulazin vaccinating dogs and cats for rabies. Then the image is going to join us on Monday to commemorate the World Rabies Day. People must take responsibility and make sure that their dogs are vaccinated. And one of the biggest problems that we've had in Tumulazin was the car hijacking for official cars when we go in to vaccinate. I'm Kalasa Kampenza in Tepin. Issue of um, rabies in Durban being a major point of contention there. So definitely I wanted to bring that to your attention so you could uh, be alert, be mindful and, you know, have a look at your pets and I think those stray animals around uh, your vicinity and ensure that they are vaccinated against this. One wouldn't want um, such a travesty to strike because of something that could be prevented. So definitely something for you to consider um, with regard to rabies today. 
Now we're going to go to some voice. No, we're going to go to some text messages. Mrs. Nirmala Devi Mudlin Amkumas. I'm certain that the facts leading to our president's decision pertaining to affirming of the recklessness and error in using the air force jet to Zimbabwe by Minister uh, Nakula could be could be have been a stronger one. This decision only sends a strong message out that president is now affirming that corruption will be ruled out going forward. Stand strong, Mr. President. Saroj from Stangermanner says the president should fire the minister instead of keep on um, shielding them. President needs to have more harsher ways of dealing with all these ministers. I feel the president is taking all these matters in a very calm way. Laws must be made for everyone, not just being lenient with his ministers. Everyone works very hard to contribute in our country. So here's another message here. Uh, It wasn't an error in their part. It was simply an abuse of power. This is very frustrating for the citizens of this beautiful country. I think that's from Ricky and Pam. So, yeah, that is the issue that we are discussing today with regard to um, to the punishment against Defence Minister Nosivu Vampisa Ngakula. And I'm going to add something else into the agenda now, and uh, hopefully this is something that you would be quite happy to... Um, well, I don't think happy is the good is the correct word. We'll have to be, we'll have to say with a great deal of travesty, won't we, Rachel? Absolutely, Therish. Absolutely. Um, I think what's happened on Friday, yo, it brings back memories for all of us. It really does. You know, and, and I said this. I said this on Friday, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say it again because it's such a strong, um, such a strong sentiment. You know. Um, it's a voice of all languages, of all cultures, and you know? It was, I mean, you know, I remember listening to Lotus FM with my granny to the tele- Telugu music um, that this great legend used yeah. to sing. And my granny used to sing to the songs. And yeah. it just, all those memories flooded back. It was. His linguistic skill, his versatility was really amazing. Yeah. So we are, of course, talking about the passing away of the late SP Bala Subramaniam, who was laid to rest yesterday um, at his um, uh, his farmhouse. Um, and, you know, this was um, just just definitely a, a very sad moment for the entire industry. Um, his last rites were performed by his son, SP Charan. Um, and this took place at their farmhouse in um, Tamil Nadu. And... Um, it, it was, I think, uh, actually in Jene, and um, it was definitely, I think, a fitting tribute to him, a very, very uh, pure homage to a very pure soul. And I think we'd be failing in our duty then if we did not um, give him that adequate due today and give him that adequate time. So we are going to be, um, you know, taking your messages and your memories of SPB uh, I know everybody's been has done a lot of that, but I still think it's important to do so. Um, and you know, if we take it onto more of a talk perspective, we can talk about how he, um, and specifically in the nineties, and 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 I'll put it within a South African context, um, how he was able to um, really show the universe, uh, you know, the universal aspect of music because he sang uh, blockbuster hits. I. I get the goosebumps just thinking about the music of Mini Piyar Kia, Sajan, oh gosh, it's, 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 you know, <laughs> losing words here, but um, 
and and he was a south indian you know trained carnatic vocalist made a name for himself in telugu music and tamil music and then broke the mold in with hindi music as well um and he just represented in a south african context how united these two linguistic groups could be through their love for music and i think that's a marvelous thing to reflect on today so maybe we could even talk about that you know you're reflecting on the way spb's music has unified the world and i think in our south african context the um tamil speaking telugu speaking and the hindi speaking communities that he sang for so definitely a marvelous point to 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 reflect on uh, that's if you'd like to share with us your thoughts Lotus FM celebrating our heritage. 2020 is a significant year for the South African Indian community. It marks the 160th anniversary of the arrival of the first Indian indentured laborers to the shores of South Africa. It was on the 16th of November 1860 that 339 Indians arrived aboard the Truro ship to work on the sugarcane plantations in what was then Port Natal. A second ship, the SS Belvedere, with 313 Indians from Calcutta, arrived 10 days later. The journeys were difficult with the Indian passengers facing numerous hardships. On the Truro, passengers had to endure being packed together in spaces of six feet by two feet per person. Disease was rife above the Truro. A space screened off with a sail served as a bathroom. Aboard the Belvedere, there were deaths from cholera, dysentery, and other illnesses. The Indian indentured contract lasted five years. The indentured Indians who chose not to return to India remained in both their homes and places of worship. Lotus FM remembers the. 1860 Indian indentured laborers and salutes their spirit of resilience. Lotus FM. Yeah. Yeah. Share கண்டோம் எத்தனை எத்தனை பகையும் கண்டோம் 
அத்தனையும் சூடங்காட்டி சுட்டுப்போடு மிட்டுப்போடு மிட்டுப்போடு என் தாய் கொடுத்த தமிழுக்கிளை தட்டுப்பாடு மிட்டுப்போடு மிட்டுப்போடு அட கடலுக்குண்டு கற்பனைக்கில்லை கட்டுப்பாடு தங்கமே தமிழுக்கில்லை தட்டுப்பாடு ஒரு சரக்கிருக்குது முறுக்கிருக்குது மிட்டுப்போடு எத்தனை சபைகள் கண்டோம் எத்தனை எத்தனை பகையும் கண்டோம் அத்தனையும் சூடங்காட்டி சுட்டுப்போடு மிட்டுப்போடு மிட்டுப்போடு என் தாய் கொடுத்த தமிழுக்கில்லை தட்டுப்பாடு மிட்டுப்போடு மிட்டுப்போடு அடக்கடலுக்குண்டு கற்பனைக்கில்லை கட்டுப்பாடு Dr. Govinda, what's a beautiful way to talk about SPB? Yeah, uh, this song brings so much of emotions to the listener. You know, uh, this together with these uh, uh, 40 other thousand songs, uh, you know, has really, really brought this entire world to a standstill on, his, uh, on you know, this, uh, hearing about his passing away. Absolutely. We'll be joined now on the line by uh, cultural expert Dr. Raj Govinda, who is talking to us today about it. Just wanted to pay some tribute to SPB. And I mean, like you said, you know, that over 40,000 songs that this icon has left for us to relish. Um, You know, uh, and I have to ask then, you know, and and, and forgive me anybody if this question seems a little bit uh, obscure, but, you know, do we mourn anything knowing that this icon has actually left us such a legacy yeah no i don't think so we should mourn we should relish in the fact that he has left us this very very strong legacy because every time we listen to any one of his songs in any of the 16 languages that he sang right it will always remember remind us of sp balasubramanian so uh is that maybe temporary because his legacy is eternal 
And, you know, I started off by saying, I think within the South African context, um, what he did for bringing the two genres of music, Tamil music and Hindi music together, because it was this unique, seamless, golden voice that pulled it together. You know, how instrumental within that South African context was his role in that regard? Yeah, you know, as a social cohesion activist, uh, you know, I really admire a person like S.P. Balasubramaniam because he has united the entire country of India with its numerous languages, uh, linguistic identities and so on because he's saying in every language that you can possibly think of, not only Hindi, Tamil, Telugu, but Malayali, uh, Malayalam, uh, Kannada, Marathi, you know, so many different languages. This is a clear indication of an individual that united the diverse country of India. Now, talking uh, uh, of it from a South African context, you know, we have so many times, um, you know, people being linguistically biased towards their particular language and so on. And, it, uh, you know, there's so much of disunity in the community, uh, you know, but we need to remember what SPB has done in terms of uniting the different linguistic groups through his music. And if we can remember the man for what he has done, then we need to remember that we are all part of humanity, irrespective of the silos that we place ourselves in. And if we continue putting ourselves in those silos, we will suffocate. We need to break those silos and remember what SPB has done through his music, and we need to embrace each other, not tolerate. We should not tolerate each other, because tolerance is not a good word. We need to embrace each other. And SPB had the unique potential of giving opportunities, and that is why he was awarded both the Padma Vibhushan and Padma Bhushan National Awards by the, you know, uh, uh, government of India. And I think, um, you know, what he proved through it all was that it can be done because, you know, there are def definitely points um, where one listens to m music irrespective of the language. And, and what stands out is the uh, gravitas of SPB as opposed to the language, as opposed to the composition style or the, um, you know, tr traditional hallmarks of, uh, say, a Telugu composition versus the Tamil com composition versus the, you know, Hindustani composition. Um, help me understand the appreciation he received critically for his own unique singing style. Yes, and it's coming out very clear uh, the fact that the social media is in a frenzy after the death of SPB, it's a clear indication that he had the potential of using his music to not only inspire people throughout India and the rest of the world, but to also bring people together. Because if you look at the, the type of messages that are uh, you know, on social media, and the type of people that are making uh, sending those messages, it is no, there's no barriers, there's no linguistic barriers whatsoever, because everybody and everybody is acknowledging his unique contribution to the music industry through his music. And you know what? If you listen to some of his recent videos where he spoke uh, prior, you know, when he heard that he was COVID-19 positive, 
and when he was about to be admitted and so on, and the messages that he gave, he gave messages of hope, similar to the way he sang and gave us hope. The messages that he gave in those video clips clearly demonstrate the man was sick. He had been tested positive, and he's going to go to a hospital not knowing what the outcome is going to be. But he has given people hope. He said, people, no, don't worry. I will come back and we will sing together and we will listen music, to music together. And that's what he was doing in, his, in the, in the in, uh, ICU as well. He was asking the uh, nurses and so on to play some of the music, not only his music, but all other singers' music so that it was inspiring him towards his journey in the last few days as he was like, you know, uh, getting ready to go to his ancestral kingdom. Yeah. So, of course, SPB was um, laid to rest at the Tamare Pakkam in uh, Tiruvallur in Chennai. And yes. the interesting the interesting thing about it was that, you know, he was given state honours, a 24-gun salute by the Tamil Nadu uh, police. State government, yeah. And, you know... I mean, what better send-off, you know, the fact that the state can come together like that and, and, and pay homage to him. Um, you know, how special was that? Yes, because of his contribution that he made through his music to the development of India, giving opportunities for other musicians, encouraging and uh, teaching and mentoring musicians. Every time you go on stage, when there were some of these... Uh, uh, you know, uh, musical uh, programs that you have on TV, BJ TV and Sun TV and so on. And every time he was exposed to other singers and musicians, he always was there to encourage them. And, you know, if you watch people like uh, KJ Yesuda, Chitra, uh, El Janiki, all wanting to go and touch his feet, and, you know, and he, and he refused to allow them to touch his feet because he wanted to be that simple person. But they, they do that in India because of the immense amount of respect that he had, uh, you know, for the uh, musical world and for the rest of the world. And that is why that this honor that they bestowed upon him was so, so relevant and so significant because they've done justice to this great soul that uh, blessed us uh, on this earth, you know. Um, uh, you know, coming from a humble family and progressing and, you know, with no controversy. You know, you, you, uh, the arts industry and, uh, and most of these industries uh, evolved lots of controversy about musicians, singers, actors and so on. And recently with the uh, you know, recent cases that you heard in India about the actors and so on. But uh, S.P. Balasubramanian had no controversy. He was a humble human being, um, and, and, and that is what we need to understand. Do not allow fame to go into your head, because once it goes into your head, it destroys you. And this is what never happened to S.P. Balas Brumman. Despite the fame and the glory and all the awards and all the accolades that he received over the years, he was still that simple, humble person. Hmm. Dr. Governor, as you leave us now, um, and you know, I often bump into you at a lot of uh, music concerts over the weekend, which I miss, I miss those live concerts, miss seeing you at them. Um, so I know that you very much, um, you know, a, a, a big patron, a big rustic of the arts. And 
having said that, I want to ask you though, what can South African artists now learn from this leg- legacy of SPB? We often have heard how humble he was, how he did not like the, ad- in the, the um, adoration, uh, how he didn't like too much of a fuss being made about him, how he always wanted to mentor young artists and encourage them with whatever work they were doing. What can the South African music performing uh, fraternity learn from SPB? Yeah, uh, before I end off with that comment, I just want to, uh, uh, you know, talk about one incident that I had with him in South Africa at the Arena, Arena Park Regional Hall. When he came here for a show once previously, and then before the show at the Arena Park Hall, he wanted to go the organizers to the venue to look at the venue and see the, uh, you know, nuances of the venue. And then when I went with him, and he started clapping his hands in the venue, and then he informed us, oh, the acoustics is not very good here, you know. Then I told him, no, SPB, sir, uh, with proper, uh, you know, technical uh, expertise and, uh, you know, the sound technicians, they will be able to manage to get the acoustics better so that you can have a class show. And I told him that the Arena Park Hall have lots of programs and the programs are very successful. Then he said, no, 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 no. I just uh, wanted you to know that. But uh, if you say so, I'm happy to perform in any venue. Don't worry. So that's the humility of this person. And and, and that is why, uh, as we leave, uh, and, and as we pay tribute and goodbye to this great soul, we need to remember one very, very important thing. Let's not hate each other in this uh, uh, universe. Let's let's do, uh, if we find that we have talent and so on, let's share the talent. If we find uh, that we want to help one another and mentor others, go and embrace and do that. Don't, uh, you, know, you know, on a daily basis, like you pointed out, I often uh, come across people where there's so much of disunity amongst the music fraternity, especially in South Africa. Uh, so I would like to humbly say, you know what, let's take a leaf out of uh, S.P. Balut Subramanian's uh, very rich legacy and let us learn to embrace each other. Let us try to help one another, promote each other. Because at the end of the day, we are going to leave this uh, universe and then, and we take nothing with us except leaving behind a legacy like we did with S.P. Balas Subramanian. Wonderful, Dr. Raj Gavda. Thank you so much for your time, for uh, helping us you know, come together to pay tribute to this icon and we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you so much. All the best. Bye. Thanks, Dr. Gavinda. I'm 
You know, what's a beautiful line if you understand the Hindi language? Milenge jo tumko to batayenge hum means basically if I meet you, then I'll tell you. And that's just literally the thought going through every mind's right now. You know, wish I could meet you, SPB, to tell you how great you are. Uh, unfortunately, that time has passed because his soul has left. But uh, definitely, I think through his music, you could definitely do that. And also, hey, you can tell me. <laughs> I'll play your voice notes. <laughs> I'll uh, play your text messages today on the program. So I hope you enjoyed that little tribute we did to SP Bala Subramaniam. Vicky Pale from Cape Town. Uh, when SPB songs were introduced into the music world and the airwaves, it was so refreshingly mesmerizing to listen to. He brought romanticism into his songs and singing uh, with his heart and soul. He came after Sandarajan, who was great in his own right. But for us, when young, uh, the young, the then youngsters, SPB was such a delight to listen to. His songs had a modern touch. It was light. It was lively. It had a certain beat we could identify with. Uh, it was his type of. It was um, his type of music that inspired us to stay in the fold. We developed a love for the vernacular and started appreciating songs more than English music and without a doubt he gave an exemplary exposition to every song he sang beyond comparisons and measure. A singer that didn't need musical instruments as his voice alone was so musical. SPB's songs are evergreen and will be appreciated regardless of who comes after him. May he soul rest in peace. Vicky Pillay, what a beautiful message. And you know, as you're writing, all I can hear is that smile, that SPB smile and that little giggle, that hint of a giggle, um, that harkate he would take every time, you know, he was conveying a, a happy emotion. So we've got Rohini who says, uh, Namaste, SPB will forever live in this un, in, in his undisputed legacy of music. Um, and I always love your show, Taresh. Thank you so much, Rohini. I appreciate you listening to it. Uh, Narina sent us a message and she goes on to say, um, Dr. Governor painted the most beautiful picture about SPB. Thanks, Doc. And I'm still so hot so about the death of SPB. I loved uh, all the songs. Still can't get enough. Love from Nirina. And she goes on to say he's a role model who left a musical footprint for the up-and-coming musicians. Nirina in Newcastle. Roshni in PMB. Hi to you, Tariq. I've always called Tariq. That's also another one. <laughs> Many thanks for updating us with the latest news. Greatly appreciate it. Please take care and travel home safely. Roshni, you as well. Have a safe day today, okay? So yeah, those are the messages that are coming through. Don't forget, you can send through more today as we... Um, continue to pay tribute to SPB. Of course, we were talking about corruption and the uh, president, you know, describing the error of judgment, the decision that Defense Minister Nosivipumapis Angakula had taken to transport an ANC delegation to Zimbabwe. Priscilla says all corrupt ministers need to be fired. Ronin Narayan Sami of Bayview and Chatsworth, awesome show. Um, corruption is getting out of control. It's going on and we definitely need a neutral person to discipline these perpetrators. So a lot of messages coming through today. I look forward to your voice notes. I would like to hear, you know, you talking to me about your memories of SPB as well as we come to the tail end of the program. I know Akka is going to be, well, we imagine Akka is going to be playing a lot more of SPB music for you. We look forward to that. But in the meantime, if you'd like to send us a voice note about your memories and your thoughts um, of of SPB, I would love to uh, hear it. And... um, 
you know, there are a lot of reactions that are still coming through with regard to the uh, issue now with Nosivivampisa I think our bulletins are going to be carrying a lot more of that. So you are able to um, go ahead and give me your thoughts as um, you feel the importance of such an interesting topic. Lotus FM, celebrating our heritage. The Cape Floral Kingdom in the Western Cape Province was inscribed on the World Heritage List in 2004. It is made up of eight protected areas and is one of the richest areas for plants in the world. It represents less than 0.5% of the area of Africa, but is home to nearly 20% of the continent's flora. The area has been called the world's hottest hotspot for plant diversity and has been designated as one of the world's centers of plant diversity. The Cape Floral Kingdom should definitely feature on one's bucket list of must-see places in our country. Lotus FM. So we'll leave the program there today. Thank you so much. Oh, uh, here's a quick message here from Raymond Chetty. This is not on Defence Minister and ANC delegates should be fired. And that's from Raymond Chetty in Peter Maritzburg. So we're going to leave the program now. Um, came your way courtesy of the team executive producer Salma Patel and Rachel Vadi. We'll be bringing you more current affairs between 6 and 7. Tomorrow we're going to play out with another firm favourite of SPB as we pay our final tribute to him here on the program. Here's Rojapu saying so beautifully by SPB and Jitra. News break. Lotus FM, powered by SABC News.